Hey guys, welcome to Woman Up, a series that aims to start conversations and I'm really excited about today's episode because joining me is a very unique couple, Reshma and Sahitya Deora, who have reversed the roles in the traditional sense where Sahitya is the house husband and Reshma is the one who's working. Hello. Hi. Such a pleasure to have you guys here. And let me tell you, it's so hard to find a couple who's chosen this kind of dynamic. And I'm so glad that my brother sent me this video. I think Humans of uh, Bombay had done uh, a cover on you guys. And I'm so glad that I found you all. So welcome to Woman Up. Thank you. A pleasure to be here. Thank you. I want to ask you guys what is your story. Let's start from the beginning. What is your story? How did you guys meet? Was this a love marriage? Was this an arranged marriage? So you want to go ahead and talk about that? Sure. So uh, we met when we were studying in London. We were at uh, London School of Economics together. Uh, right. uh, we were, uh, I, yeah, I went uh, alone. Uh, all alone from India, my first time, uh, you know, staying that long alone. And I was, uh, you know, looking to make familiar friends. And one of our, one of my friends said uh, from Calcutta, she said, um, you know, there's uh, someone you're from Pune as well. And I was really excited. So she introduced me to him. Yeah. And uh, since then we started hang out, hanging out together, you know, pre-LSE, post-LSE, because he was doing a different course and I was doing a different course there. Uh, but uh, that's really where we met. We met in London and we you know, fell in love there. Uh, he stayed back to pursue his uh, MBA in Cardiff. I came back and uh, I started working in Bombay. And then uh, when the pressure, um, I, I come from a Marwari family. So when the pressure to get married uh, became uh, too much to handle, I had to shift back to Pune. And right. that's where we're from. And uh, that was the beginning uh, of our uh, love story. It is a love marriage. Uh, it wasn't the easiest love marriage because it was um, uh, intercast. So right. we had to uh, we had to fight a little bit, uh, you know, with the system, with the society, with our families' mindsets, etc. But uh, in the end, uh, they came around, and uh, it was a great uh, wedding in a, a small hill station called uh, Mahabaleshwar close to Pune. And uh, Sahitya basically grew up there. He grew up in Panjkani. Uh, since he was six years old, he was uh, uh, in a hostel there. Yeah. And so it was a really special place. I've been going there since, uh, you know, I was a really little girl. We had a home there. Right. So uh, it was a very special uh, wedding as well. So that's our story. Okay, so sounds like you guys already um, had some opposition. So tell me then, how did this way of life come about? Because it is very untraditional. Was this something that you guys decided on beforehand based on your, you know, natural skill set? Or was this something that, you know, life just brought you to a point where this made more sense for you guys? Uh, well, um, I think, you know, at, at, at the time when we had a kid, uh, we have a daughter. She's five and a half years old. Her name is right. Mishka. Uh, so we had her in about 2016 and both of us were working at that time. Yeah. And uh, obviously Reshma stayed back for about 14, 15 odd months 
taking care of Mishka at home and I was working. Uh, then post that, then I, then Rishma got a couple of uh, offers from uh, some really good companies and she is really good at what she does. And I was also uh, in two minds that time. I wanted to sh um, shift my career. I was, I, I wanted to explore new uh, uh, career opportunities. So I then decided that why, why doesn't Rishma go on and take those new opportunities, you know, and then I wanted some time for myself to think exactly where I want to go with my uh, professional life. Yes. And we weren't very comfortable with uh, the fact that, you know, um, maybe a maid taking care of a daughter at home or a daughter being uh, sent to a relative's place and then picking her up and bringing her back. You know, the drill. that's what usually, I mean, a lot of people have to do that. We don't have any option, you know, again, if your family is staying in big cities. So then I, I stayed at home uh, uh, looking at uh, different uh, business ideas, opportunities, and uh, Peshma went on to doing her work. And uh, it just so happened that I started enjoying taking care of my daughter, you know, one day yeah. after the other, one day after the other, I started learning new things. And uh, then I, I, I thought to myself that, well, you know, if I give three or four audios to my daughter right now, I mean, right. I always have time ahead in my life to, you know, uh, cope up with that and go ahead and uh, make sure that, you know, I, I do really well in my career. Absolutely. So then I made a final decision that, okay, you know, this is a full-time job. And since mm -hmm. I had told my wife that you go on and you take that opportunity there, I mean, yeah. you can't backtrack from that. And she's really good at what she does. And I what started... Uh, I don't know what what your respective professions are. What, okay, so I, I, I come from the automobile sector. Okay, okay, I was in the automobile sector, and uh, my wife, she's a marketing specialist. Interesting, very cool, amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, um, a lot of opposition as is because you said it was intercaste and all of that. How did your families react to this? Because in our in our Indian society, in particular, there's such there's such defined parameters for what is a woman's job, and 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 all those things are changing. But even then. I think a man choosing to stay back at home is an anomaly. It's not definitely not the rule. So were your, were your families receptive to this idea? Were your friends receptive to this idea? Well, I, I think I didn't really give them a say in that. Yeah, yeah that's, what, that's what I was going to say. I don't think we really paid attention to what our friends or families uh, really felt. We never uh, sought out to ask them their feelings about it because we knew that our child uh, is our responsibility and uh, we have to do what is best for our family. We will make it work uh, as per, uh, you know, our uh, situation, our circumstances. And so basically we didn't really care about that. We stuck around with the people who uh, understood and appreciated us. You know, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what you do generally in life. You don't want uh, uh, people like, well, sometimes we did feel that our parents were worried and especially his parents were worried that, uh, you know, he was losing those two, three years in his career, but he yeah. was always very steadfast uh, about the fact that uh, a child, especially a growing child, needs one parent around uh, all the time. And that's just what we went with. I love that. I, I love that so much that you guys didn't succumb to, you know, what other people said. That's just really beautiful. Are they more supportive now? Now that like, you know, they see you guys thriving in this way of life and like, are they, are they more supportive and more on board now? They've gotten time to get used to the idea. I know you guys don't care about it, but even so, you know, we still, especially like I said, in this country, it's, there's, we can't separate ourselves from our families. 
we are very much uh, our families are such an intrinsic part of who we are and culturally you know we're not uh, removed from them so like i mean i'm sure it helps to have um, are they more supportive now yeah they they are they have actually come on board now with uh, our decision and yeah. they are more supportive and uh, they are a bit more relaxed now now that our daughter mishka she's about 5 and a half she's all grown up now and now that uh, i have more time for my professional life and i can go out and do a lot of things which i've already started for the past 2 yeah. 3 months so i think you know uh, most of the growing up part is behind us yeah. and uh, yeah i mean the formative years the like they say, the first five years is when she needed us, uh, one of us, uh, to be around because so many things change in a child. You know, right from learning to crawl to teething to learning to walk uh, to you know socializing the uh, kid. There's a lot that changes in a short period of time, and uh, there's a lot of foundation that you have to lay for your children. And uh, I think these first five years have taught us really well. as to what mishka needs yeah. and uh, uh, you know it's it sort of laid that foundation for mishka as well i think she's uh, you know she's just five but i feel like she has so many things uh, sorted in her head you know like she's uh, quite uh, she's social kid uh, she knows how to respect uh, people really well because that, that's the difference you know i think uh, it makes when one parent uh, at least one parent gives uh, it here all that's that's so beautiful uh sahitya so i wanted to ask you was it was there like a learning learning curve to this or did this come just like organically to you well to be honest it actually came organically to me and uh, i just took on uh, every task the every everything was very new for me so i learned mm-hmm. on the job right I, there was no one around to teach me how to do what to do but somehow i think and reshma would agree that uh, i did a good job from the word go i think it was just inbuilt you know oh, somehow brilliant it it was i think it came naturally to him he's just such a family person he'll do whatever it takes to make his family comfortable if there's something if if he could breathe for us he would yeah. do that i'm sure yes. it's for all the men around <laughs> you guys well, like, i don't know what procedure but i know that he do that he will go to whatever lengths possible to make his family uh, yeah. comfortable and care and protect us and that's that was a natural extension for mishka as well he just by default he was a good uh, dad because he's a good guy he's a great guy you guys that's so cute you guys are giving me couple goals <laughs> this is so amazing um so here I mean, apart from busting all those myths about you know parenting not coming naturally to men and it coming naturally to women, um, I want to ask you if it had any effect on your social life, like that decision. Because again, there's such a, I don't want to say strict, but a fairly well-defined uh, framework of what is considered masculine or masculine responsibilities. Again, in a patriarchal society, again things are changing, but. we're still not where we want to be you know in terms of accepting for these things yes. did that at any point affect your social life or did it if, if i can say threaten any of your male friends masculinity seeing you know you taking on this role so uh if i'm to put it down very bluntly in front of you like reshma mentioned we you yeah. do hang around with people uh that you like you know and who are just like you 
So I never went around telling everyone what I'm doing in my professional life or I'm spending most time at home. But somehow everyone knew about it. And uh, I did feel uh, from the other side of the spectrum, I'm going to talk first, that they somehow sort of understood that, you know, okay, there's not much happening professionally from this guy right now. So they would not talk a lot about work or any other thing to me. And I sort of understood that. But in my mind, uh, the choice was very clear. I knew that, you know, it's a very clear bargain for me. These three, four years for my daughter is that I, I value that much more than what I can do ahead. And I was very secure about myself, you know, that I have had a wonderful education. I've been to different countries. I've, I've worked there. I came back to India. I was working here also Absolutely. with a very good company. And uh, so I, I was very confident and uh, very secure as a person. I always knew that I can pick it up from where I've left it, you know. Yeah. So, yes, there was a bit of uh, people not uh, appreciating what I do, but they never came up. They will never come up to you and speak to you in the society yeah. that live in. So that yeah. was there, but that didn't change what uh, I had decided because, you know, once you leave that party or once you leave that dinner, you're going to go back home. And yeah. most people who are thinking about that are not coming back home with you. Absolutely. So it says your situation remains the same. You have to be uh, headstrong and make sure, you know, okay, this is what it is. Uh, when your wife is going out, she's working, she's putting food on the table. You have to make sure that the house is okay. Yeah. You know, I remember while we're on that topic, uh, I remember a couple of times there were uh, uh, men who, uh, you know, because they probably were not doing as much for their family or, you know, their kids. Uh, yeah. So many of them would come and tell him like, can you just relax, please don't do so much, don't put such high benchmarks for us that our wives expect to say, yeah, that happened, and that happens regularly. And they were serious, they weren't joking, they yeah. were serious. Yeah, there were times when they tried to put him down for it as well, because wow. they couldn't uh, stand up for the, uh, you know, yeah. stand up for their situation or their family or whatever. Yeah. Uh, they did. Uh, they tried to uh, make it difficult for him by making, uh, you know, snide comments and all that has happened. So it's not that. Yeah. And they've been. There have been uh, times when they've come up to him and said, "Bye, relax. You know, yeah. like don't don't set these unrealistic uh, expectations for us." Yeah. No, but but was, sorry. No, I'm saying, but that was all. Uh... Okay, part, of the, part yeah. of the entire parcel and the bargain, it was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And we knew about it. That's, uh, that's it, it, it's bound to happen, you know, again, yeah. in a society like ours in particular, we, we haven't gotten to that point yet. But what's amazing is that you guys knew it, didn't let it affect you guys and, and then chose to live your life the way you want to anyway, which I think is what matters most, which I think is the most inspiring part about your story. Did you find it inspiring for us? It was so normal. It was just that. How many people do that? You know, everybody now that we've you know spoken to you and we've had that, you know, uh, humans of Bombay, uh Hindustan Times also covered this, and we were like, wow, this is a big deal. I mean, this has been our way of life. For the last five years, now we realize that it's a big deal. Otherwise, it was just normal for us. It shouldn't be a big deal, but it is given again the societal construct. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be a big deal. Shouldn't be. But uh, you guys should know that you're paving the way for for a change, and you should be proud of it. <laughs> so that's amazing.
Reshma, on the opposite side of this, um, did you ever feel weird about not being the primary caregiver? Because it's, again, um, and this is not just, I think, um, true of, like, say, the Indian context. This is true university where a woman's identity is so intrinsically tied with being the primary caregiver. Did it ever affect you? Did you ever, were you at the receiving end of any such snipe comments or anything of that sort? Um, so when I, uh, I remember the time when I decided to get back to work and part-time work, I started with part-time work when Vishka was 14 or 15 months old and, yeah. and there was some resistance then, you know, when yeah. people, uh, you know, very close people would say, uh, what's the big hurry? Why are you getting back to work? What, you know, uh, why don't you just look out for the child for a few years? And you know, that few years for me was just like, you know, that, that comment, few years, I just didn't understand what it meant. What is few years? When yeah. does the child stop needing you? There is never going to be a time that the child will stop needing you. You just have to balance things, you know. So I thought sooner, uh, better than later. And I did uh, take the plunge into part-time work uh, when she was 14 months old. So that happened. And then uh, I asked as by a question uh, on whether I felt weird uh, for not being the primary caregiver, yes, sometimes I did. I did feel like I was letting Mishka down, especially when she was a little girl, you know, when she was two or three. Um, I did feel that there was, there's always mother's guilt, right? And a working mother uh, has more of it. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes she would, when she would get hurt or she was sleepy, she would run to Sahitya. And I used to think to myself, what is this? She, this, this child needs, uh, doesn't need a mother as much. And I used to feel bad. I, I did, you know. But uh, and not to say that I didn't give it my all. Also, when I came back home, I was all hers. I never took time. I mean, uh, I'll tell you, Rashi, I haven't lost my post-pregnancy uh, weight because I haven't got time to give to myself. I have, I have gone back to work which people, at, uh, you know, initially said, oh, she's doing it for herself, you know, or she's going back to work for her. That's not something you do for yourself. You just, you know, work is work. But you, I, I had no time to work on myself. Yeah. You know, I was half of what you see me right now, but I've not been able to give that time to myself because I've given it, I've tried to give it my all. I'm not yeah. saying that's a good thing. I must take out time if I have to be a better mother. But that's just how it is. That guilt makes you do that. Yeah, she has uh, taken much time for herself, you know, after mm -hmm. and uh, even after she came back from work, she made sure that, you know, she spends some time with her, whatever time of the day is left. She did make sure that she spends it with the daughter. I think from the sounds of it, you're doing the best you can, Reshma. And I don't think you should have any of any guilt actually whatsoever, because it's important to do everything. Like you said, it's important to balance everything. Everything is important in life. And again, like I said, I think you guys are doing just fine. So let the naysayers be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm keeping on the way you do. Yeah. Um, so in this process, did you encounter or end up meeting other house husbands? Have you come across that? No. None? Not one? No. No, yeah, not, not one, one. <laughs> not one. And you guys wonder why your way of life is inspiring to people. <laughs> Literally, fathers, yeah, there are many good fathers around us, but sure. uh, yeah, we're right now talking about 
men who choose to stay at home there which is not to say that other men are not good fathers yeah. it's just about yeah. this particular choice you know there's many different ways of doing things and uh, hopefully your story will allow other people the freedom to also take that chance if if not forever at least for a little bit uh, if that works and fits into their way of life without having to bother about what other people are saying it always takes the first few people to uh, initiate any change you know then people yeah. rally behind that and find the courage in in that act of defiance somehow and you um, see there is so many people you know who are doing this people are doing whatever it takes to uh, yeah. you know make their families uh, or make their life work yeah. i just feel i i don't think we're that unique in that sense it's just that the story has come up now and we've just started uh, thanks to people like you we've started talking about these things that are so important you know i do know that there might be so many and i do remember reading the comments on that video uh there were three or four comments that said that my father's done the same and they you know for years so i know that there are other people like this as well i'm sure they are but there's still an anomaly like i don't know yeah, anyone in my immediate surroundings even a few people removed um that do it so i'm sure there are people but there just aren't enough for it to have become normal you know that's true so i want to ask you guys lastly do you want to bust any myths about <laughs> this entire concept or say something to people who may uh, not understand this choice yeah i just want to say one thing you know very in just two lines that uh, i've i've started having immense respect for mothers and housewives because believe me you know the world is working because of them they come home every every person comes home from a hard days of work and if he does not get that rest the food and some person to talk to and the kids when they're growing up uh, it is you're not going to get the energy or you you can't recharge your battery for the next day you know so it's uh, really not played uh, people don't really really respect that for most of the women who are doing it and yeah. the mothers as well but that is one thing that i've realized you know that it is a tough job it is a very tough tough job and uh, it's a monotonous job that you have to do every day and you cannot be latched about it yeah and it's tough for to do when you're a man and satya's underplayed how tough it must have been uh, for him but it's just i think uh, if there's one lesson to take away from this story is that gender stereotypes should not hold us back from doing what's best for our children and our families you know because uh, strengths lie uh, if basically you know people say if men can do it why not women i'm saying what well, if women can do it why not men right and it has to be uh, something that you uh, uniquely craft out your your arrangement is unique to you your your life is unique to you what you do to enrich it what you do to make it better uh shouldn't be defined by gender uh, stereotypes i mean that's 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 something that uh, you know we've uh, i think we'll successfully be able to do we've it's not like it's been it's not been tough on the uh, marriage also there have been many uh, this is real life there have been many times when uh, i've been insecure when he's been insecure when we've always worried uh, uh, talked about what's going on you know 
what should we do is our is life going uh, the right way but you know when you see nishka and when you see her uh, as a happy kid kid who's always singing who's learning well who's uh, you know uh, you know growing up beautifully in this society you feel like it's been worth it and you know we've really grown uh through this experience as well i think we're closer now than we even were when we were dating earlier in london you know so i love that that is uh that is so beautiful i don't think i could have summed it up better in any other way i think mishka is a very lucky kid to have you both as uh, her parents and i think on those wise words i will say thank you guys it was so amazing talking to you all i have the biggest smile on my face look look how hard i'm smiling <laughs> because you guys i don't know it's beautiful your story is beautiful i think you both are amazing and i wish you guys so much love and good wishes for everything that you guys go on to do um and please remember that your story is inspiring even though you think it's normal <laughs> thank you so thank much you. i hope it becomes normal soon it will thank you so much thank you for taking the time hey ciao guys Okay bye bye, -bye.